I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town radio tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast. And welcome to the 278th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatcher, today with my uh, voracious co-host. That's, That's the adjective. A word. That's a word. <laughs> I'm Biger. trying to mix up the adjectives. <laughs> and Mr. Maximus. I'm, I'm like helping people on their SATs, you know? Right. Like, by, by putting other adjectives in there. Expand their vocabularies. <laughs> Expand their vocabularies. I'm just going to introduce everybody with a different adjective every week, you know? I've been using wonderful for too long. I just gotta, I gotta be, I gotta change it up. Voracious. I don't actually know what the definition of that word is off the top of my head. Uh, to Google. Uh, I'm doing it right now. That's, that's who I am. Voracious. A wanting or devouring great quantities of food. I said you were hungry. So, um, that, that's, that's literally what I, uh, what I described you as. And you're, you're hungry to record this Pokemon podcast. We are hungry too. for more Puckle. Uh, so Puckle, uh, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. The Puckle, uh, Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League. We are a podcast that discusses pretty much everything Pokemon, uh, once a week and then, uh, once more a week, we talk about something a little bit more specific or do something else, another, a show of a different format. So welcome. This is the main show. So, uh, we're, if you're new, uh, welcome to the show. I, I assure you, you're going to expand your SAT vocabulary and, if you're old to the show, welcome back. I hope you're th- thankful that I'm using words other than wonderful to introduce the co-host. <laughs> but as I do every week, guys, let me just segue right into it and ask you what you guys have been up to in Pokemon lately. Let's start with Viger. All right. Well, I would be saying uh, I finally got to start playing uh, Pokemon uh, XD Gales of Darkness, I think. It's the Gale yeah, of yeah. Darkness. Yeah, it's I Gale of Darkness. Remember- yeah. It's Gale, Gale, of Darkness. Gale of Darkness, I think. Yeah. Finally got around to trying that out. It was fun for the 20 minutes that I could play it because of the fact that my GameCube is busted. My oh, Wii no. isn't hooked up, and I don't actually own the copy of the game. I was playing on an emulated version on a supremely outdated laptop. And you can kind of <laughs> guess where this one goes. Yeah. 
it's long story short, when I'm finally able to purify that uh, Teddy Ursa from being a shadow Pokemon, mm-hmm. good lord, the frame rate dropped into the single digits on really? one hand. Really? Are you, um, are, you, are you playing on Dolphin? Yeah. Okay, that's surprising. Dolphin's usually really good at handling things. Well, you'd be surprised at how terrible my laptop is at handling most <laughs> things. I swear, the frame rate dropped to the single digits, and the entire music changed to G minor. So <laughs> it was not pretty, and it was just this Teddy Ursa just standing there staring at me, and this oh, creepy man. music that can't really get going is just playing. And I'm like, I don't know if my game's possessed now. Um, I, have to do, I have to do that forms. soon. I have to do that soon. I, I'm planning on uh, getting back into streaming here this week. Um, I, I intended to do it last week, but I didn't have teams ready, and so I spent a lot of time team uh, building teams in game instead of streaming. So right. uh, hopefully, hopefully this week we'll be back into it because I I want to I want to get to that uh, ribbon quest. I hope to have like most of the ribbon quest done by the end of the summer. And uh, I mean, we have a lot of things planned, obviously. And I mean, part of the ribbon quest is I have to start in Colosseum because we're doing, uh, I believe, pseudo Wudo. Uh, hmm. as the ribbon Pokemon, which is going to be a lot of fun. I'm a big fan of Sudowoodo. So, uh, I, I've never got to play with one, like, a lot, so I'm, I'm very excited to try it out and try to try to force all of the uh, berries and st- uh, all the Pokeblocks down its throat so it can win all of the competitions. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, those games are fun. I mean, XD is, like, way better than, uh, way better than Coliseum. Yeah. But... Because like to be to like trade out of that, I think you have to purify everything in Coliseum. I think and so. We mean we mean trade out. We mean to like trade it to like uh, the Game Boy. No, wait. You mean you don't have to um, purify all of them? And not all of them. You just have to purify the ones that are traded. Yeah. Okay. You know more than I do. Then I believe I one hundred percent believe you though. One hundred percent. It's funny because I still have my original save file from all those years ago. And I've been trading. I traded over the Umbreon and Espeon over to my Emerald version. I went. And yeah. I just blew through the. Oh yeah. The, the battle Absolutely. battle frontier with them. It was just so mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> yeah, no, those game like Coliseum was a blast. I I'm actually really excited to go back and revisit it. Now, uh, for the stream and for the YouTube and everything, I'm I'm very excited to go back and revisit that. Um, I I'm also ready to go back and like start just playing some battles again. Like I w- I really want to get my battle on again. Yeah. Uh, now that I'm ready, I've been playing a lot of OU recently, and I'm starting to get into VGC. Uh, I've been playing a lot of TCG recently as well. <laughs> so, I've been I've been getting into everything. The only th- like my next step after VGC is to like step into Little Cup and see where I can go from there. Uh, <laughs> I love me some Little Cup. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> I hear a plane flying overhead, but all that right. is always true. Uh, that is what <laughs> happens. That is happen. That's what happens when you live across the street from an airport. You always have that airplane that kind of just like tries to land. Hopefully, and then it fails and continues yeah. going. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. So, how about you, Maximus? What have you been up to lately in Pokemon? Honestly, not very much. I've only picked up in the past two weeks. I've only picked up my 3ds maybe once. Yeah, and that's just to get the some of the Mega Stones. Yeah, you can. See, I think that right now it's the Mewtwo Mega Stone that's still up. Uh, the mm-hmm. Mewtwo Descent. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I don't know if that's ever going to go down. They haven't said anything about it, and I, I think the Beedrillite and uh, Maw Eyelite are supposed to be open to the general public very soon. Oh yeah. Um, instead of the just, people just playing the tournament. What, I mean, what? is it just me, or is it just me, or is the battle tree like super difficult? 
Or maybe um, it's just that my Pokemon are severely under, like, trades or whatever. Yeah, or IVs or whatever. Yeah, uh, that's very possible. That's up. very possible. It depends on, like, what your strategy is. I heard the Battle yeah. Tree doesn't cheat as much as, uh, as the Battle Mason did. Oh, yeah, yeah. that cheated, like, crazy. It'll bring the yeah. perfect team to counter yours. Like, you have a yeah. specific strategy, it'll have a Pokemon to counter that to the point. Yep. Uh, but, so, yeah, it's not as evil, but... Uh, it, it definitely it's still depends. unforgiving. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it, you still have to be, you have to have uh, some strategy going in to play well, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, like I said, though, I I mean, Maximus, if you don't have anything else, did you do anything else? Like, have you have you been playing TCG recently or no? You mean, let me be perfectly honest. I haven't bought a single pack like Whoa. in like, months. Mm. Okay. I've the been Sun saving. Moon, I've been saving of, money. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's fair. The Sun of Moon set's like a lot of fun. I've been having a lot of fun with that, and I, I don't know. I've been building a couple decks. I, I've been like getting super into it. Like I'm really ready because uh, there's a guy local here that's been asking me to go to league for like the longest time, and I can finally do it starting in like um, starting in like a month in about four weeks. I can start going there because I have to wait until after Easter for uh, for reasons, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, that we don't need to go into details, but I'm super excited. Like I've never gone to league like regularly, and so I'm super excited to be able to like. Uh, one of the things that I've been waiting to go to league with is I, I've been waiting for like somebody I know to be there, and uh, Beaverlaw, who the guy that's uh, that's here in town. Uh, I, I I mean we I've gotten to know him, and he's like a super cool guy. Um, he'll no doubt I'm sure be at PuckleCon, but we that's in the next segment. I got some news about PuckleCon, guys. It's gonna be exciting. Yes, uh, everybody should be excited and hyped. <laughs> uh, 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 I guess I guess that's actually a good segue. So we we're gonna head out onto the news, guys. So we are going to cue the epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. And in the news, so in the news here, guys, we have a few things. Uh, well, not actually at all. This was like literally the most news barren week I have ever seen in Pokemon. In like the ten years that I've done this, this is probably within the uh, the bottom ten, probably the bottom five, I'd say. Like weeks of news. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. um, so <laughs> let me tell you my one piece of Pokemon news and how exciting it is. So because it's important. Yeah, it is, you know. Uh, so Disney XD, they bought the rights to the Pokemon <laughs> anime. Uh, they're going to be holding a Pokemon marathon for about for almost like all of the Pokemon X and Y anime episodes. On April 14th, it's like an all-day thing. So if you have uh, Sling Orange or uh, Cable, you can go watch that. Yay. Um, and be disappointed you're not watching Star Wars Rebels. Oh. <laughs> oh. I need to get back into that. Star Wars Rebels is good. It is. It's it's really good. I I wish I had XD because uh, I don't. I just got Sling, and uh, we got the blue package though instead of the orange one, so I can't add on any Disney channels. It's really weird. Um, but whatever, whatever. We can talk. We can talk streaming streaming cable services another day. Uh, because if you don't care about watching an X and Y anime marathon, we do have some awesome Puckle news. Um, that we're gonna we're gonna fill this void with. So the big thing is uh, PuckleCon now has solidified dates, solidified location. 
Um, the only thing is it doesn't have like a 100% solidified schedule yet. So uh, PuckleCon is like we mentioned before on the show. Uh, first of all, if you're new to the show, PuckleCon is our annual get together where we all get together and hang out, play Pokemon. We usually hold this in uh, combination with uh, the Nationals tournament that year. However, this year uh, I cannot make it to Nationals, and we're so we're gonna hold it on July. Get your get your notepads out, your little date books. Um, I'm gonna say July 21st to the 23rd. Um, the 21st is kind of a eh thing. Like, show up if you want. The big, the big meat of the event is going to take place on the 22nd and the 23rd. And of course, if you're still around, we can hang out on the 24th. So, uh, that's how, that's how we're going to handle it there. But those are the days that you guys are going to want. Uh, there, the PuckleCon is going to be in Columbus, Ohio, um, this year, uh, as we mentioned before, and is going to take place at the Guard Tower here in Columbus, Ohio, which is a uh, gaming store. So if you if you're into the TCG, you're very aware of the setting that the the kind of setting we'll have. So get excited! I, I'm super excited actually. Uh, so uh, the the general idea of what's going on is the 22nd and 23rd. We're going to be at the Guard Tower. We're going to be essentially sponsoring a uh, sanctioned TCG and video game tournament. So that's that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that means that if you are playing in league or something like that, and you you want you can start gaining play points to go to nationals the next year. So that's super cool. Um, you, th- this will actually give you play points, which I, I think that's nuts that we actually got somebody to do that for us. Uh, uh-huh. anyway, I think that, super nice guy. Um, so uh, super nice guy helping us out with that. And uh, so we're going to have door prizes and prizes more to, more to be announced. BuckleCon is going to be like this building up to a, uh, to a huge event. We, we don't know what the prizing is going to look like right now, but we're hoping to have that information within the next month, month and a half or so. But we, you do know what it is, and if you want to come and hang out and do stuff, that's the day. That's when to do it. The twenty first, we're talking about getting together and doing like a picnic cookout thing. Um, I know Shamu is going to try to come in on uh, the twentieth, and he and I are going to get stuff ready for the uh, the tournaments and everything, so we can stream properly and have the whole setup like we want. So it's going to be a good time. I'm like every year. You you both went to PuckleCon last year, and I know Maximus went to the first two Puckle, the one before that as well, the first PuckleCon. And I mean, you guys, you guys can tell them for yourselves. Like, I, I know you guys had fun, right? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just so amazing, but just seeing so many people with common interests come together, coming from across the world now. Since Fluffy has broke the mold, yeah, yeah, she <laughs> broke it. Well, we also had we had we had some Canadians. Um, we had some we had uh, the Minetrix from Alaska. Oh, you well, know tech- that. Well. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I think Fluffy has still flew farther. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think but, she will hold that record for a long time now. Yeah, for Unless a little while. Australia comes over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But this is going to be in Columbus, Ohio. Um, we'll have more details. I'll, I'll try to get some information. Feel free to stare, stare wherever you want around the guard tower. We're going to get a post made up probably here in the next day or two with all of the information that we have. Uh, that way, you guys can make informed decisions when uh, doing hotels and stuff. Uh, hopefully we have enough cars this year and we can like um, some of us can just stay up where I'm at and we can just drive down. Um, that'll be a good time. Also, I might move uh, in that time, so I'm not 100 percent sure yet uh, <laughs> um, where I'm going to be living. But it'll, it'll be within like five minutes of where I live now. That's, mm. that's the good thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I think I think I hit everything that I t- typically want to hit. So I think so. 
Uh, I, I don't know other than that, but yeah, if this, those are the plans right now. If you want to come play some TCG with us, play some video game with us, uh, hopefully win some awesome prizes, feel more than welcome to do that. Uh, that, that's all we can give you right now. We gave you dates. We gave you a location. Now it's just up to you. You can also, if you, if you're planning on coming, let us know just so we have an idea of, uh, the numbers. You can just shoot us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Some people have already done this. So, uh, thank you very much for doing that. If you have, and if you're planning on coming, let us know because, um, we'll try to figure out how we're going to record like a live podcast that day as well. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure how we're going to do it yet, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> that's always the most fun part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know how we're gonna do it yet. I haven't quite figured it out. Um, if there's like 50 people there, it's gonna be really difficult to do. So, uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right then. Uh, so that's that's it for the news today. It's a very short news segment, but uh, that doesn't mean we don't have some fun questions for our co-host in Puckle's Pokey Quiz. So we are going to quiz our co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Poke- Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge. So, as always, guys, the rules are you're going to be asked five questions. One of those questions will include a bonus point. On top of that, uh, you will also be able to ha- use one hint for the entirety of the uh, questioning. Uh, you can, e- If you get all of the questions correct, you will be able to cash that hint in for an extra point. So... Uh, we're clear on that. No internet browsers. You got to use what's in your head. Uh, so are you guys ready to go? Yep. Uh-huh. All right. Let me pull my questions up then. Okay. Question number one. The alphabet has 26 letters in it. This is a normal thing. One of those letters is the letter X. Turns out there's only one Pokemon move that begins with the letter X. What is the name of that move? That's a bit of a cop out. X scissor. Wow. Is that you? Is that your final is answer? There's literally the letter X hyphen scissor. It's, it's so, not even one word either. It's like a yeah, it's not even word. one word. But it's the only one that comes to mind that has X. Is that front, is that your so. final answer? Yes. Yes. That is correct. It is X scissor. <laughs> I actually actually tested these on Shamu before we started, and I gave him that question. He's like, I had no idea what that was. I had to look it up. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, good job, guys. That gives you a point. Um, Yay! Good thing we, I'm gonna lo- I lobbed you a softball there. So, uh, let's talk about Pokemon Snap for a minute. So, Pokemon Snap. There is actually one Pokemon that can be found on every course, minus, of course, the uh, the Rainbow Cloud, with where you can only see Mew. But minus that course, every other course, you can find one Pokemon uh, in all of them. The same Pokemon. Uh, what's that Pokemon? It has to be Pikachu, couldn't it? Isn't it? Because... Yeah, I'm trying to think Pikachu, but then I think of the volcano area, and I don't recall seeing him there. That's what's throwing me off there. But he's he's basically there in everything else. Yeah, he's in the cave, he's in the mountain, he's in the river, he's, he's in on the... the beach. Yeah. But then the volcano is the one I don't see him at. But who else is there, though? That... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. The only ones that come to mind are Charmander, its entire evolution, Rabidash, 
That's not it. Uh, that's, that's not, not it either. Yeah. Unless but it's P- one, not, not Jigglypuff. No, Jigglypuff's not, Jigglypuff's only in uh the cave. Okay. And then, but the only one I can think of is Pikachu because it's in every single one except the volcano, and the volcano has basically all the fire types that are nowhere else. Like, Pikachu's not on a cliff or something, or... He may have, and after many years, I've just never spotted him before. I guess, maybe? I think Pikachu's you just want to go with Pikachu, just because yeah. it's the one that seems the most reasonable? Mm-hmm. Is that your so final we... answer? That is our final answer. That is actually incorrect. I figured well. as much. That, the answer is actually Magikarp. Oh, Magikarp. oh come on! Magikarp, right. Magikarp too. Right. There's the water. There's a and, and in every people. in every water in every in every area you can throw um you can throw any item into a pool of water and a Magikarp will pop out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there is uh, one pool of water in the volcano that you can do that with, and Magikarp. You can catch a picture of Magikarp there as well. Oh my! Uh, I was thinking yeah. that too, but I said like, there's no water in the volcano area. But... Yeah, I've played <laughs> it for so long too. Right. Oh, don't uh, I feel terrible now? All right. So this next one, um. It's going to get a little bit harder, but I think you'll be okay. Oh, joy. <laughs> uh, in Black and White 2, uh, oh, we got the Pokemon point. World Tournament where you're capable of facing past gym leaders and champions. Uh, and surprisingly, no, n- not any Elite Four members, uh, which is really weird to think about. However, two of the past gym leaders who had some point been replaced uh, were not present. Who were they? That had two gym you get, leaders. So you'll get. So there are two gym leaders in the world tournament that you, or two gym leaders missing from the world tournament in like the cast of gym leaders throughout the series. Oh boy, who are those gym leaders? Uh, wait, and wait, you also what? get. You also have the hint as well. Um, you, this is two worth two points, one per gym okay. leader. Okay, I know. So I, I do know, remember that. I know one of them has to be blue. One of them has to be, because I don't recall Blue being faceable in uh, that tournament. Because mm. if it was, Giovanni's in there, but he's not representing a gym leader in that. But Blue is a gym leader, and he's not there. Who was the gym leader that Sharon you, Oh, no. Uh, and so this would be, like... Uh, I'm just asking for clarification on the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, gym leaders that replaced former ones. Uh, no, these gym leaders were replaced by other gym leaders. Okay. Opposite way around. You're thinking the opposite way around. Okay, so. Then blue wouldn't work then. Uh, and then that throws Koga out as well. Uh, this one this one really is throwing me off. Uh, because once was, again, I've never played Because I did. Too. I did. Because I'm gonna have, I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this one. But you I guys do still have your hint as well. You yeah. still have your hint as well. We never played the. I never played the black and white sequels at all. So neither have I. Oh great. Oh god. <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot wrong here. I just you want to burn the hint. Use your hint. Yeah, yes. no, we have never used the hint. Well. Yeah. Okay. So the hint. Uh, one of these gym leaders is from Gen One. One of these gym leaders is from Gen Five. They were both replaced by other gym leaders in the in their sequels. Yeah, it has to be um the one Sharon evolved from evolved, but replacing 
And um, black and white too. I do know. I just got her name. Yeah, that's she, that. Uh, it's the museum lady. Yeah. Big old teal afro. The one that people saying look like Aunt Jemima. <laughs> yeah, Aunt Jemima. Can we submit that as the actual name? Because we all know who we're talking about. Her name's Lenora. Her name's Lenora. Okay, Lenora's the name. So, and then next one is a Gen One. Who's yeah. a Who's a Koga's daughter? <sighs> Because I know she replaced him when he went to the Elite Four. Mm-hmm. It has to be her. It has to be her. I you don't want say. you don't want the person that replaced them. You want the person that was replaced. Oh, was so replaced. so then it would be Koga because he's Elite Four now. Yeah. Because Giovanni's still there and he was replaced, but he's still there. Are these but Koga's, are... Koga's Elite Four? And you just said in the question there are no Elite Four members that are present in that. Tournament. Uh kind of. Kind of. Uh-oh. Yeah, Great. I did say that. that. I did say that. My entire well, well, Lance is there. But well, he's, Lance, it's because he's a champion. He's a cheater. Yeah. But... Yeah. He's a champion. <laughs> but it, so, yes. Do you, do no you elite four say... members are there, yeah. So yeah, do you want to say Koga and, Sh- and uh, Lenora? Yeah, Koga and Lenora. Yeah, we'll All say Ko- Koga and Lenora. All right. That is going to give you guys one point. Uh, Koga is the correct answer. Uh, Koga was not... Uh, able to be battled in the Pokemon World Tournament, which I think is very odd. But that's because Janine replaced him by then. Uh, the other one was actually Iris. Iris, because she's Iris, the champion. She was the champion, and she was right. not present in the Pokemon World Tournament. So she was replaced by Drayden, only if you played uh, one of the versions of Black and White. I forget which one off the top of my head. Somebody is yelling in their car microphone right now, or their car in general right now, yelling oh, okay. at me, uh, telling me it's like Black version or White version, so... Uh, but yeah, that's one point. So you guys are standing at two right now. Oh, we're going to uh, get a lot of hate after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so question Do number four. Do you play black and white too? Uh, how? Like, so there's an item called berry juice in the games. It's actually really popular in Little Cup because it heals 20 HP, which is pretty much all the HP you'd ever have in Little Cup. It's a must for a Magnemite. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, so in Generation 2, there was a very specific way to obtain it. How did you obtain berry juice in Generation 2? This also carried over into Generation 3, by the way. Generation 3 berry, and Gen 2. I, I really just want to say sh- give a berry to Shuckle, walk yeah, around. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And then you get Shuckle. berry juice. <laughs> I really that's what I was. That. That's what I was going to say, too, because that's kind of his thing. Is that your final answer? Yeah. I can't think of any way. <laughs> I can't think of anything else either because I never got Gen berry juice. That, that is correct. Uh, you have to have Shuckle hold the berry. So that gives you guys three points for today. So I am going to ask you guys um, the fifth question, which is, as as always, a question about Pokemon and their stats, because it just it, I find it somewhat informative, so people have an idea of like the natural bulk of some Pokemon, the natural like power. What Pokemon has the highest base special defense of all ground-type Pokemon? Wait, special the, defense? Yes, special, special defense. defense. Which which ground, ground type Pokemon has the highest highest special defense? Highest oh. base special defense of all ground types. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like a dual type for some reason. It has to be a dual type. I cannot think of any ground type by themselves. What I want to say I wanna say Zygarde just because of that dragon type. Zygarde or Primal Groudon. Those two just come because Those are two of like, the strongest uh, ground, ground types out yeah. there. 
That's what I want to say is it's a toss-up between – and there's just one answer, correct? There is just one answer, yes. Okay, so it's one or the other. I'm thinking more Zygarde because I, I know more... that Groudon's more special, more physically defensive. I know, I'm pretty sure about that. Theoretical question: If we say Zygarde, do we have to be form specific? No. Okay, so we just would need to say Zygarde. Um, yes, that, that, that's all. So... I'll, I'll accept Zygarde as an answer if that is your answer. Okay. Do you think Perfect Zygarde would have a higher special defense than? Primal Groudon? You know, perfectly honest, I've never looked at perfect Zygarde stats. I haven't never... either, but I'm just thinking theoretically. Just because perfect just makes it sound a little bit more beefy. But <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, that's somewhat like... good reasoning. That's somewhat good reasoning. <laughs> <It's> somewhat. <laughs> but then Primal kind of adds to it as well, but my logic is not here today. Um, <laughs> do you want to say perfect Zygarde? Sure. Or do you have a stronger argument for Primal? Like I said with Primal, I'm thinking Primal's more defensive than special defensive. True. Because I'm usually because just either Primal Groudon's like 90, but I don't think that's very high for special defense, or 90 or 100 or 110 in that range. And I think there's yeah. one with a higher special defense on it. I want to say, we know it's a legendary. Cause I'm going to need an answer. Primal what Groudon? No, well... I was going to go Zygarde, what you said. Okay, Zygarde. We will say Zygarde. That is incorrect, unfortunately. The answer is actually Claydol. Claydol! Base, one, oh, base 120 geez. special defense, highest of all ground type Pokemon. But actually, like, I run shot. a Claydol. Well, don't I feel bad about myself? I think the next highest is like Mega Swampert at like 110. Uh, really? Is that high? Is. I thought it was like. Yeah. No, Claydol is uh, got a base special defense of like. 120. It's oh, nuts. Come on, Swampert like had like 90 or 100. That's yeah, no, it's got 120. Mega. This is Mega Swampert, by the way. Mega Swampert. <laughs> yeah, I was assuming that if yeah. it's Swampert, it has to be Mega. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? That that's a fair point. Uh, <laughs> like if you talk about any Pokemon and they have a Mega, you're more or less talking about Zygarde and Perfect Zygarde actually have the same base special defense of 95. Okay. So, uh, so good, yeah, good try matter. there, guys. You guys got three points today, though, which is which is pretty much where I thought I wanna, I wanna throw it. Um, let's see. So let me let me update our point standings. You guys are playing for coasters, by the way. First one to thirty, obviously. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave you guys with that. Um, so that actually updates the the bracket somewhat, or maybe not. It it, it ties you guys up and shifts things around slightly. So let me go to uh, let me click my button and I'm gonna sort it. All right, so in first place, we have Dr. Shamu with 13 points. In second place, we have Scrawn with 11 points. We have tied for third, Whimsicott and Jushiro with 10 points. Tied for fifth place now is Bosephus and Maximus with 9 points. Um, in seventh What's place close? is Vig... Huh? Oh, this is close, man. 13 yeah, and no, 9. Every, yeah, 13 and 9. You guys are, like, all right next to each other still. So don't feel, don't feel like you're going to knock it. You're not going to catch up anytime soon. Uh, in seventh place, we have Viger with seven points. In eighth place, uh, we have Ethan. And in ninth place, we have Snag. All right, everybody. So that is, uh, that is where we're at. Uh, you're gonna get coasters at some point whenever you guys hit 30. Uh, but though I don't think this is gonna be for a while. You guys are doing a really good job spreading out those points. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So 
Well, that is it for Puckle Spokey Quiz. Tune in next week for another edition of Puckle Spokey Quiz. Hey guys, it's Bosefis, and if you're wanting to know how you can be more involved with the Puckle Podcast in between shows, you can come to PucklePodcast.com where you'll find information on all of our social medias. Also, we have a chat box there where you can come meet up, chat with us. On the second Monday of every month, we have a chat box meetup. Way to, good way to get a free 6IV ditto. All of that is at PucklePodcast.com, and if you want to email to the show, it's PucklePodcast at gmail.com. Catch you on the flip-flop. And welcome to the topic, guys. Uh, this is the section of the show where we talk about the topic, what the name of the show is, and we're going to discuss uh, today uh, what it, it some common misconceptions about playing Pokemon. Um, just because this is a big thing I hear a lot of people getting into, a lot of people, uh, especially in high school, I think this is a very high school thing, more so than actual grown-up life, but uh, people actually had like, people take issue if you play Pokemon, right? They, they call it a kid's game. Um, and they don't understand. And I, I'm, I'm gonna jump, I'm gonna jump straight to the, straight to the point and just tell you what we're all gonna say. Uh, and just be like, hey, th- just do what you want. Uh, first of all, like, don't worry about it or anything. Uh, if you care what other people think, then you're gonna have a really rough time in life. Just, just, y- you do you. Okay, Channel that's your a wrap. Shia LaBeouf and just do it. <laughs> just do it. That, <laughs> that's, that that, that's really a wrap, guys. Be. We're done with the show today. Let's play some yep. closing time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, no, we, we, we want to go into more. Cause I know Maximus, like right away when I mentioned this topic, he said, he asked me if we've ever been ridiculed for this. And the answer is absolutely yes. Uh, but I feel like Maximus for sure. Have you had an experience? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, please go ahead and explain. Well, Pokemon was just a frontier, well, <laughs> frontier. Um, it was just a mixture of games with between Pokemon, just Nintendo itself. I feel like people get on me about. When I was That's especially true. when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Well, my other friends had PS3s, which I did get that later down the line, Xbox 360. I had the Nintendo Wii. That's just in mm-hmm. general. But but when it came to Pokemon, luckily I found my own clique that played Pokemon as well. Yeah. But people thought it was a child game. Just really saying, why are you playing this? That's for like younger kids. It's like it's not for younger kids. It takes real strategy to try to beat. Yeah, you know, you've never game. played Maximus in Pokemon. Uh. Yeah, that's that is always the uh, the counterpoint to anybody saying that it's a kids game. It's like, do you understand all the strategy and the thinking oh and my the gosh, processing yeah. that you have to do in order to actually play the game? I, I think now, I think it's now action. it's way easier with like the uh, with like the VGC scene. Yeah, to be like, hey, this is a legitimate thing that people do. This is. Um, it's, I, much more streamlined and mainstreamed. Lots of yeah. I I, I definitely think you could just say, you could point to the VGC and be like, hey, look at Wolf Glick. He's in his twenties and he just won the world championship in this game that I care about, right? And uh, I I mean you can talk you can argue that different parts of the fandom are different, right? Like yeah. Uh, I but you know this is one of the things like I enjoy playing Pokemon. I I don't care what anybody thinks. I enjoy almost every yeah. aspect of it, uh, <laughs> except for like Pokemon Shuffle. There's and, I always I always say that Pokemon has like a facet for almost any sort of individual. Mm-hmm. Like the collector, the story player, the actual VGC contender. Yeah, I think the I think game it's also, is there for everybody. I mean, even on top of that, like Pokemon Go definitely like helped destroy that stigma with bringing it back, you know, the people that left yeah. and like would make fun of you for that. They mm-hmm. they they're the people that went back to Pokemon Go. Now you still have the people who are just like, oh, the first 150 are the only ones that matter, but Actually, I this is I this is a true story from Friday night. Um, I they, I had we were getting together because it was my birthday for dinner, 
Um, yeah, it was my birthday, by the way. I totally forgot about that. Um, yeah, so totally forgot about that. As <laughs> of this recording, Chad is another year and a day old. So. Yeah, isn't that awful? Um, and so, <laughs> but so like Friday night, we're getting together, and um, one of uh, one of our friends pulls out. He's playing Pokemon Go, right? I'm like, oh, I didn't know you played Pokemon Go, and he's just like, yeah, no, I play it. And so Catherine leans over, or oops, Misty leans over and whoops. says, whoops, <laughs> slip of the tongue. Uh, she leans over and she's like, oh, what did you catch? And he's like, oh, I don't know what it was. I just, it's one of those generation two Pokemon now. And I, oh I've been there. God. I'm like, it's a centret. And so, well, so, but no, no, what's great is Pokemon Go now is like, it, all the people who play Gen 1 are still playing and they're cool with catching the Gen 2 Pokemon. These are the same people that are like, I'll never play Pokemon because they don't have the original 150 in that game. And so, well. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just feel like this is just like this is slow indoctrination of just wait for Pokemon Go in like three years to have all of the Pokemon in it, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, and, and then you're gonna it. have like this group of like, used to be Gen 1ers knowing all of the Pokemon. Yep. <laughs> uh, just because I, they got pulled back into it and then they got that gradual little, like, slip of all the different Pokemon at, all at yeah. once. And then. Yeah, I, the rest is history. Like I said, I mean, this is definitely like the sign of that stigma going away, and I think I think just in general that stigma is going away um, from Pokemon, which is that really was nice. Something that really needed to go. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. I, I mean, it was used to be really bad. Wanders. We needed everyone. Oh, just, we I, needed I just feel, I just feel like just... I I feel like that argument in general, just being like, oh, it's not the 151. I don't care about it. You know, I, I feel like that argument in general is really bad because it, literally, if somebody would have told me when I was a kid, and I there were only the original 151, right? And somebody, if, if like me right now flew back, you know, 20 years and like high five third grade me and went, <laughs> it's not 20 this years. I guess five, been, like, that's 18, why you go yeah, we, we, yeah, we're just going to high five. We're just going to high five. No, no. And then I was just like, oh, by the way, there's like 800 Pokemon now. And then like, <laughs> and I, I feel, I, I feel like eighth grade me or third grade me, eight year old me would have been like, <laughs> would have just had like their mind explode. Right. And be like, that's awesome. And I, I mean, there's no way third grade me would have been like, oh, there's a Togedemaru plush on my desk. Uh, huh. Like, what's a Togedemaru, right? What's this uh, thing? Why does it look like this? Pikachu? Why does it look like <laughs> Pikachu? Why is it round? Uh, why does it just look like a volleyball? What's, what's it? What's steel type? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good question too. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, I think this this discussion, if we we're going to talk about the stigma, is definitely more geared towards high schoolers because I, I do hear stories yeah. like people send us emails all the time about how they get picked on in school for playing the game and everything. And I mean, they yeah. listen to our show because they're super into Pokemon, and a lot of them uh-huh. are like ashamed. A lot of people, and I know a lot of people, just drop out in high school, which is understandable because you think it's a kid's game. Kids like to make fun of you for like, seeming childish. Yeah, I, it, some of us, like myself included yeah. it was sort of like that reawakening though it was middle school yeah. or it was that falling out point but i guess that was just yeah. the age group that we were at and the time that pokemon yeah, no, was taking place i think i think i think, I think gen 3 in up. general like had that thing i think gen 3 had this like dip you know where mm-hmm. like it, because they changed so much in gen 3 i not not yeah. not i don't want to hate too much on gen 3 right um you but not. They, this is another <laughs> common misconception gen 3 was not garbage just because a lot of people had a falling out at the same time. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it was garbage. I just I, was terrible. I, I think. I think when earlier in the show, like not not in this show particularly, but if you listen to the past show, I I I, I don't like Gen Three, right? And to to some extent, I, I I still hold that sentiment. Like 
Gen 3 is, it's still a Pokemon game, so I really, I still like it, right? But it's my least favorite Pokemon game. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, but it's, I, I think, I think, I think that's for, I think that's for multiple reasons, right? It's not just, yeah. it's not just because the games I were bad, quote unquote. They were still good games. They were still Pokemon. I mean, I, I logged like so many hours on my Sapphire and Ruby and Emerald, right? And it was, it's probably the stigma in that one, I lost a lot of friends that played Pokemon because that's when people stopped playing Pokemon, mm-hmm. right? Uh, two, that's when it was kind of like when the good times ended, you know? The, yeah, the Pokemon craze was, like, winding down a lot. Uh, they wouldn't let you trade Pokemon from back then, so you couldn't, like, have some nostalgic feelings for the old ones that you had caught prior to this. Which is understandable, knowing the numbers and the, and the code behind it now, right? Uh, though, though now we have the transferring between Gen 1 and, uh, and uh, Gen 7 at this moment. We have the transferring now, but... It it is weird to think about and everything. Uh, it, it, that that's why I'm, I mean attached to that. It, it's just that stigma for myself personally, Maximus. I'm saying that if you played Gen three and you loved it, go for it, man. I I, I still love the games because it's Pokemon. I played Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Yeah, yeah. it's just that. No, it was just, I'm just I'm just surprised. To hear yeah, no, you yeah, no. Th- those those I are. Just, I would say those are my least favorite, just for that reasoning. Like th- it's just the moment, like. When it became uncool to play Pokemon in my age group, and I feel like that's when they're, the 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 quote unquote fad, I, the fad was over. I'm gonna put that in quotes because you know Pokemon's selling really well still, and yeah, I don't think uh, it's a fad anymore now. Yeah, I don't think it was ever a fad. Uh, <laughs> I remember that my my mom my mom likes to make that joke all the time that uh, Pokemon was a fad because she told me right she told me right away like when I got really into Pokemon when I was eight, she's just like she's like you know this is just a fad it's gonna like wear off and everything, and. Then it just never look did. Look at me. Look at me now. I, I'm in my tenth year of podcasting for po- about Pokemon, and <laughs> I want to uh, say that uh, I want to say Gen three. It was just in that. T- it was just in that bad position where it was just a perfect mm-hmm. storm of perfect everything. Storm. All, a lot of the all of the early adopters like that were aimed at in that age group. Uh, we're getting to the age where it's just like we're getting out. Yeah. And, yeah, well, it's like along like with the the primary age group sort of outgrowing it temporarily. Yeah. Added with the fact that there was a lot of new features to follow, as well as the mm-hmm. non backwards compatibility with the older games. Yeah, it was it was just, just kind of set itself up for having this sort of stigmatization on. Yeah, it. yeah, and so I mean, and then you're going along and you're you're 14, and you're playing Pokemon, and then people like to give you crap about it, and that, <laughs> and and that. You know that that doesn't help, right? You, no, and, and it doesn't help that your parents won't buy you the games. You have to buy your own now. Exactly. Yeah, because, you got, and then yeah. you got to that point where exactly, you yeah, yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I had a blast playing Pokemon. I, I still do, obviously, right? Yeah, uh, we oh, all. Yeah. And, and I never dropped out of it like everybody else did, and stuff like that. Or we wouldn't have this podcast, right? Because no. <laughs> you, you you go back and you look at um you look at when I started this podcast. I was in the middle of high school, middle of like. Why are you playing Pokemon things, you know? And, yeah. uh, like, like, we can go back to earlier in the discussion and just be like the competitive community. I think that's, I think that's a huge example. If, if you do play the Pokemon, play Pokemon for that community, uh, that, that's a good reason in your mind to, to rationalize it, I guess. But I, I don't think you should have to rationalize it. If you enjoy playing Pokemon, go play Pokemon, right? Yeah. Uh, games are meant to be played for fun. It's and not hurting what, anybody if you go play yeah. Pokemon, right? No. Unless, unless you're like a toxic person on Snowgon or something, yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> Unless you're BMing on Slogan. Yeah, that is an issue. Yeah, don't be a toxic person. Just don't be that person. Um, I, I think those people are the, uh, are, are probably like the worst people to like set an example for what it means to be playing Pokemon as an adult or as a teenager or something like that. But it's really where you can dig into it because Pokemon is like built as this multi layered game. Like, yeah, like, like Pokemon's I, like an a, onion. Yeah, you like know? Like onions said, have layer layers. Every, there's a layer for everybody. <laughs> I dropped the Shrek reference and nobody got it. I got it. This? I'm just trying to move on past <laughs> it because you're making a Shrek reference. <laughs> <laughs> you missed my Shrek reference. Uh, <laughs> oh uh, no, we all got it. <laughs> uh, oh, we we're aware you made it. We just didn't care, old man Thatch. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just this the series in it in itself has just got so many parts to it that right i mean basically anybody can find something in it that they like no 100 percent. like like you were saying it was it's multifaceted like you have um i you have for the kids like when you're a young kid you just go play you catch the pokemon you have the adventure you have the story you have like the mindset of hey i'm out there catching pokemon right um and i mean that's how i logged like 500 hours on blue version when i was a kid right I I just had that mindset, like, hey, I'm out catching Pokemon, and I was battling my friends. I was doing this, doing that, and that that that's your first layer. That's like the shallowest you can go. Like, this is Pokemon, and that's what I think a lot of people see when you're playing is they see that shallow level. But if you dig on just a little bit more, you get to all the numbers, which are way more like visible now. I'm talking about EVs and IVs, way more visible, and. So you can do these, like, complex trainings. The natures are finally kind of revealed, in a sense, in the game with the red and blue coloring on the stats, depending on which one's raised and which one's lowered. Also, by the way, um, does anybody think that's backwards? Because they always do uh, raised is red and then lowered is blue. Yeah, like good is blue and bad is red kind of thing. Yeah, I always always want to flip it over, right? Like, it always confuses me. And I'll get set straight when I'm looking at a Pokemon with, like, an adamant nature. It's something that I know. Mm-hmm. Because I I don't know all of the natures by heart. Oh yeah, I only know <laughs> speed and only do attack. That's it. I know speed, attack, and special attacks. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what I know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like oh man, what's plus? Uh, what's plus? Uh, defense minus special defense. I or I have no idea what that is. Um, I think that's mild actually. I might know that one. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm probably wrong. But it's it's one of those things. It's it's definitely one of those things. I was talking, you know, you just it's a stigma. But you dig there and you get there, and then like even further, just getting like super into competitive play, right? You can uh, just from training your Pokemon to be super good and playing the numbers. You can go to learning the meta, right? Mm-hmm. And that I think is a huge thing. That's on par with things, in my opinion, like Dota or Overwatch stuff like that. Um, I, I think it's on par with understanding how that goes. It's like uh, a game of chess. At that point. It's like it's like yeah, it's like Starcraft. It's I like to equate Pokemon to chess a lot. It's like chess, except um, instead of you and your opponent having the same pieces, you have eight hundred pieces you can pick six from, and so do they. Uh, <laughs> yep. And so and then and the thing is, if you're playing Pokemon, you want to be good at it. You need to know those eight hundred pieces and what those eight hundred yeah. pieces can do. Uh, <laughs> Like there so, is literally you you need to know everything about Pokemon in order to accurately Yeah. It, it's it's like a much more complicated it. chess. Yeah. It, and then even then you have so many different formats, right? If you want to get super into it, you can you can play OU, you can play VGC, you can play Little Cup, you can play UU, um so many different formats. 
I think the big one is still draft league. Uh, uh, I think that's a big format as well right now. Which I really, I, I, I've been, a lot of people have asked us to start one and I, I really don't want to, like, cause the logistics are dirty, but I would like to participate. <laughs> like, I don't want to be the person that has to run it. <laughs> uh, we, Chamu and I have run several tournaments and one of those sounds just like a nightmare. <laughs> just a nightmare. I would just never, I never want to run one, but God bless anybody who does. Oh man, uh, yeah, no. There's these layers, you know. You you can choose to get into it however you want. I think uh, a big one. We were actually talking about this on the TCG cast earlier this week with uh, with Heidi Craig. If you haven't listened to that, by the way, go listen to it. She's fantastic. And uh, I think uh, so. Wizards of the Coast, when they ran the TCG game, apparently tried to kill the Pokemon TCG for Masters because Wizards of the Coast obviously owns Magic, right? And so what they did was they stopped letting Masters play Pokemon TCG in official tournaments. And uh-huh. so they, they essentially killed that off. So imagine, imagine like us not being able to play in a Pokemon TCG tournament. Wouldn't that be nuts? Uh, to think yeah. about like in this day. Like, yeah, so they tried to do that because they were trying to shuffle people from Pokemon to Magic. Like Pokemon's your gateway drug to Magic. And hmm. yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> Never crossed um, that line. Nope. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. Um, uh, I don't have time for another game. Uh, <laughs> I have absolutely no time for this. And not enough time and money. <laughs> not at all. Uh, so I think there is one. There is another misconception I, with this. Well, this well, is like, more, yeah. Oh, sorry, go, like, let me finish real quick. Uh, sure thing, but, sure but yeah, they have this misconception, and I think the TCG as well. It just has this. We have this large fan base of just the trading card game, and I, I love that the trading card game is uh, is incredibly complex as well. So mm-hmm. you, you can use the same arguments for them being complex, but at, at the end of the day, I, like I said at the beginning of this segment, like just you, you do you, who cares, right? You're not hurting anybody unless you're, like I said, BMing people on Smogon. So, <laughs> and you can't even BM people on uh Pokemon trading card online. So, <laughs> uh, but go, but go ahead, go ahead, Viger. I think, well, one other thing is we always look at, uh, Pokemon as sort of a misconception of just a bunch of adults playing a kid's game, which we always counteract mm-hmm. with, do you understand how much thinking has to go into this game? A kid yeah. can't adequately play this. There's also that other side to it where it's Pokemon being represented in just our society as a whole and the way well, that we think yeah. about it. Look at, this, is, yeah. this opens up a completely different can of worms as well mm-hmm. when it comes to this. And it's, and it's just... Basically, this soul, this common misconception that Pokemon is out there to ruin our children. I mean, oh my really? god! I think I think that's over. Really? I think that's over. I hope that's over. I I know for a I while, like when Pikachu over, was, but... or when Pokemon was like just first coming out. I know there were a pul- couple people that were like Pikachu Satan. Yeah, there's, oh, this, there's always that. There's always going to be those groups that think. I think that I think that's that there. I think those. I think they're in like the vast minority. Well, maybe they're in the minority. minority. I think they were always a vast minority, but back when Pokemon was a fad, putting Pokemon in your uh, in your like news title had like a huge effect. So saying, "Oh, but these people think Pikachu's Satan," and yeah. uh, th- I think there's still that lecture on YouTube where they like try to use Jigglypuff as like an example of a demon, and because just, of the fact that it's just pink, and that's it, it makes me laugh so hard because it's, it's Jigglypuff. It's so, it's so desperate. That it's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, and you can just you can just tell. I I think they're still in the minority and they're still out there. 
but they're not too I, – I, I wouldn't listen to them. I wouldn't listen to them. There's also – and this is just my own uh, personal experience seeing this common misconception with my friends when I was – so when I was a wee little lad and there was only Gen 1 and the first edition Pokemon trading cards back in, I don't know which 90s it was. Uh, which there, 90s? Which 90s? I don't know. <laughs> uh, there, I was friends with a neighborhood kid who was homeschooled. I didn't fully understand what that meant at the time. I just thought, oh, you just go to school at home. That's cool. But That's kind of true. <laughs> But again, this was when I was still in the single digits, yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. not understanding. What also didn't make me understand was uh, he had various Pokemon cards as well, including what would later be one of the rarest cards out there, that good old holographic Charizard. Oh, yeah. Let he was, and he, what he explained to me was that he had to keep all these Pokemon cards secret from his parents. They could not mm-hmm. know that he actually had Pokemon cards. And I was curious and it's like, why doesn't your parent, why do your parents not want these? They're, what's wrong with them? And he explained that the, his, in his, I would later figure it out. It was because his parents thought they advocated evolution, which was against their belief oh system. And I look yeah. back oh, on that and boy. I'm like, did you ever look up the definition of evolution? Oh my gosh! Yeah, and Pokemon, exactly Pokemon. What that I, means? I feel like that was like the best slash worst choice they could have made for that translation for evolution. I uh, want to say they should have used the word metamorphosis. Yes, that's exactly it. That, that, that's that's what, what happens. happens. That's what happens. That is, that is what is happening. It's mm-hmm. because, as we all know, us educated folks and everything who know the difference between evolution and Pokemon evolution, that evolution takes thousands if not millions of years to occur and it's just a small minute thing that happens that's what evolution does but in pokemon evolution it's a systematic complete like genetic rearranging of an entire species in a matter of seconds (laughs) that's not how evolution works i think i think you brought up a really good point um possibly like accidentally but uh, I think the point that uh, a lot of the people <laughs> that a lot of the people that try to like put you down and don't play the game or don't think you should play the game, a lot of those people don't know what's going on, right? Yeah. Um, people like to put down what they don't know, so that that's just another you know piece of advice. They're just, just shaking their walking that. sticks at us because they don't understand. Yeah. Well, it's not just that, but it's just you know people outside of the fandom and that. I mean, it's a little different for us yeah. because at this point. I think most of us have surrounded ourselves with people of like like minds that are okay yeah. with it. I none of us are in high school right now, and I, I understand for a lot of the high schoolers that are listening to this, they definitely probably get they probably get something right about yeah. how they shouldn't play. I, and I want to say though, Pokemon Go has kind of helped alleviate that a bit. to some extent. To some extent, to some but extent, I, but there are always going to be those naysayers out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're going to ask you why you have a 3ds in general sometimes, and it, it it's just one of those things. You. Like I said, you just do you. You know, you be yourself. You be yourself. I, I just because I, somebody else doesn't agree with you doesn't mean you have to conform with them. Exactly. They I, should conform I, to you. That's how this whole process works. <laughs> I just think that should be the the ending statement. Like, I mean, they like sports. We like we like Pokemon. Like, I'm mean, not saying that. I'm not saying that everybody like, else doesn't like sports. Uh, I I just don't follow too many sports teams other than the Chicago Bears. Um, <laughs> you gotta you gotta get your chop. You know. Um, and so, uh, 
But I mean, you play Pokemon instead. You're you more than play welcome Pokemon, to do that. Play Pokemon. Don't yeah. let anybody else get you down just because you like doing something that makes you happy. You don't yeah. bring them down for them doing something that makes them happy, unless yeah. it's illegal. But that's a so, different. That's a different <laughs> can of worms. Let's not. Discussion. Let's not even get there. If you want to have that discussion, go to the chat box. Maybe we'll have it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We're all adults. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think that's a great place to end it. Uh, so we are going to take a short commercial break here, guys, and we'll come right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. New from the Lumio City Boutique, it's Nitto King for him body wash. Men, have you ever tried to get the attention of that girl across the bar? But you just can't seem to do it? Well, if you get this all-new Nitto King body wash from the Lumio City Boutique, you'll have to start fighting off all the girls at the bar. We don't take dirty poor people money. Poke of the episode. And welcome back, guys, to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 78, Rapidash, the Fire Horse Pokemon. In both its Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire Pokedex entries, Rapidash usually can be seen casually cantering in the fields and plains. However, when this Pokemon turns serious, its fiery manes flare and blaze as it gallops its way up to 150 miles per hour. I'm not converting that into kilometers because I'm in America. 150 sorry, miles sorry. per hour is actually that's like it's mentioned like in all of its uh that is its stick. all of it well it's like in all of its like uh pokedex entries also yeah. that's 241 kilometers per hour for a european and not american friends um Nerd. so <laughs> so so wait quick question it said it's clocking at that speed correct that that's what they're that's what they're saying the speed is you know, capable right? of reaching its top yeah. speed so are we saying that oh, Fire Red says it can run, run race as fast as a bullet train while ablaze? What? Hmm. It's Fire Red one. It can gallop at a top speed of 150 miles per miles hour. Yeah, it can race sense. as fast as a bullet train while ablaze. Mm-hmm. That sounds reasonable. That's right. <laughs> just watch <laughs> that horse just zoom along. Yeah, exactly. Leaving a wall of flame like a Tron bike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are yeah, we equivalent? So are we able to measure Pokemon speed with miles per hour now? Well, I think you could do the same thing. Just like if you're measuring a car speed, you just get the cop that's sitting there hiding with his little like radar radar gun. gun. You know, Uh, I think you could just do that. You measure its speed. I'm just saying, like, with its speed, like its actual stat speed, we can. Oh, its speed stat. I Uh. (laughs) for going 150 miles an hour, its base stat is only 105, and that is a great segue. To the uh, to the to, actual to the competitive information for uh, Rapidash, uh, Rapidash. I'm actually really surprised. Is uh, well, I'm not after looking into it. Looking at its base stats, you will be surprised that this PU. It has a base 65 HP, a base 100 attack, base defense of 70, base special attack of 80, base special defense of 80, and a base speed of 105. These are they look like phenomenal stats. The problem is it's got two things going against it. One, it's a pure fire type. And it's not bulky. I mean, the only the only successful pure fire type that I know of off the top of my head is Arcanine. And whoa, 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 that, that, wait, 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 wait. Is... at what? No, wait, at what? There's, what? There's, there's also um, oh man, tell me I'm think? wrong. Please tell me what's, I'm wrong. What's uh, no um, what's Magmortar's not successful. What's monk? 
what's Monk? Yeah, the eight in, from Gen Five. Um, in, uh, oh, you're thinking of Darmanitan. Darmanitan. I, I think Darmanitan. Darmanitan is a slightly different case because his attack stat is so much higher. Like it, it, that. That's why Darmanitan. And I wouldn't call Darmanitan successful. I'd call it borderline successful. <laughs> uh, but the good news is, uh, Rapidash. Also, on top of being a pure fire type, Rapidash's move pool is incredibly shallow. Like way super shallow. I think really? the only move. Yeah, isn't that sad? Really? It's like, just like, it is gets, literally just a load of other fire type it, moves. That pretty, other it's, it's a bunch of fi- it's, a, it's a bunch of fire type moves, like Viger said. Um, it, it's literally it's literally budget um, Arcanine. Arcanine really? because, gets yeah because it gets bounce, so. drill run, poison jab, wild charge. It gets all those solar beam, but that's not <laughs> really saving. That's not what here. you want. Uh, I I don't know. It's just its stats just aren't that great. And well, its typing's not that great. Like being that typing just isn't great. Arcanine does it better, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it, it essentially it's essentially Arcanine in PU, uh, because Arcanine's defenses can take some hits. It also has priority and extreme speed, which does a good deal of damage. And better even in VG, recovery, yeah, and it's got. Sun. I mean, you've got you've got recovery and Rapidash with Morning Sun, but base HP is higher with Arcanine, mm-hmm. and. And so, I mean, this, you're essentially running Arcanine with Rapidash. You've got you've got Flare Blitz and Wild Charge, Drill Run, like you said. I don't think Poison Jab's a huge a huge draw here, just considering the meta it's in in PU. Um, yeah. And then uh, Morning Sun for some recovery. I mean, you could throw Charcoal on or something like that to boost up Flare Blitz. But I, I mean, it's essentially it's essentially budget Arcanine. Uh, <laughs> I like I, mean, to, I like to classify Rapidash as one of those like fantasy Pokemon. It's one of those Pokemon that you would like to have as a real person because who wouldn't want to ride oh, a flaming horse? Absolutely. My wife is just like all about Rapidash, right? That yeah, my sister probably her is second all about Pokemon. Rapidash. All yeah. the other Pokemon can go die in a hole somewhere. She just wants Rapidash and Ponyta and now Mudsdale to live yeah. on because she loves her horses. <laughs> well, yeah, there is one it's... thing. You better make sure that Rapidash trusts you. Mm-hmm. Yes, because if not, it'll burn you. Uh... Yeah, that flame main will be flamey. It'll burn you. He also doesn't get anything in Gen 7, which is really sad. Uh, and his abilities no. aren't that great. He gets Flame Body, Flash Fire, and Run Away. Uh, if there was ever a Pokemon that I thought was deserving of some sort of Mega Evolution, or maybe even an Alolan form, it was Rapidash. I think Rapidash, I think, oh. you're honestly right. It's Rapid- just like one of, it's one of those forgotten Pokemon. It's one of those that if you, t- if you, set, if you set its name, everyone knows who who and what Rabidash is. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. its competitive sense is just so lackluster. Nobody really mm-hmm. can use it effectively. Everyone knows who it is, but nobody wants anything with it. Yeah. Which I is unfortunate, because there were so many things that, like, Gen 7 could do, or even Gen 6 could have done with Rabidash in the line of Mega Evolution or Alolan forms. You could turn what I've been saying this whole time, you could turn Rabidash into a Pegasus Pokemon. You miss an opportunity there. Well, yeah, because this one we need another fire flying type. Another fire flying type. Well, it didn't, it, it didn't have to be flying, actually. It could have been like, I don't know, fairy. Ooh, fire yeah. fairy. Actually, fire fairy would have been cool. Never mind. Maximus <laughs> yeah. is right. Uh, <laughs> is always right. Don't forget. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's kick it over to the TCG. Um, so I get it, because <laughs> uh, so, I didn't actually intend that. But good, 
Good thing you made a segue out of that. Uh, okay. It's what I do. There are two Rapidash cards currently in rotation, and you're going to be sorely disappointed by both of them. As uh, well. They're both stage one, both with 90 HP and both fire types. And so uh, the, there's one from Steam Siege. Uh, it's got rear kick for one colorless and fire blast for two colorless. That does 70 damage and you discard a fire energy. Not a good card. This was actually in the uh, Steam Siege deck with uh, the Volcanians in it. I yes. only know that because I've been playing theme decks. Uh, it's there uh, to hold the space until you can get Volcanian out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, and so you can also go ahead and get, uh, there's also a Rapidash from the Generation slash fat Flash Fire set, though the artwork I think is way better from the Generation set. Um, this really? is a stage... I, I sort of like the uh, Flash Fire. Uh, well, well since this is an audio podcast, we won't go into too much detail there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but just Google them yourself. Go to Bubblepedia and find yeah. out about it. Uh, for one fire... Judge. Leave a concise fire. email in the puckle in the puckle mailbox to tell which is your favorite rapid dash <laughs> card. <laughs> for uh, one fire energy, it does agility for twenty damage, and yeah, it'll prevent all damage, including uh, any any damage done to that Pokemon from other attacks. Um, and for a double colorless, it does overrun for forty, which uh, does forty to the active Pokemon, and will do twenty damage to your opponent's bench Pokemon. Just uh, one of them. Though. Just one of them. Just one of them. So that that's something to consider. If it wasn't if it wasn't a stage one and it was a basic, I could see some use for this. But it's a stage one. You have to fill up your deck with a Ponyta and a Rapidash for that. That's not worth it. If there was an EX variant, there would be some saving grace. There's there no would... EX. There's no Rapidash EX. There never will. Unfortunately, be. Uh, there never will be. Oh, yeah. There just won't be. Uh... Yeah, and. Even following with this trend, there is not much in the line of trivia for Rabidash. No, there is not. There is not. All you, mm-hmm. all the only real like thing to know about Rabidash is that the Pokemon that the Kanto Pokemon fan club chairman speaks heavily about Rabidash being his he loves Rabidash. favorite Pokemon of all time, and we'll go into a lengthy discussion to try and convince you otherwise. Well, Rabidash, he's stronger than you. Can't hold ten yeah. Pokemon, um, and so gosh, that's a reference you guys probably don't get. Um, <laughs> Actually, I'm drawing. Bo's sitting there. Bo's sitting there laughing at it. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, and that's all that matters. I, I I only record this show with Bo in mind. Nobody else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Screw so everyone else. I'm just doing that this is for it. Bo. <laughs> that is it for Rapid Edge. If you want to learn more crazy things about Pokemon and the community. And you want to get a more in-depth analysis of Rapidash, you can check out uh, PuckoPodcast.com where sometimes I fly. Scrawn and other writers will be going ahead and sharing their thoughts and other things. Poke- all things Pokemon. So, How much you want to bet that sometimes I fly is going to talk about Arcanine? Uh, <laughs> he'll talk about Rapidash. He will. Uh, it, like, it'll segue into Arcanine. <laughs> this is budget Arcanine, though. Uh, all right. So that is that is it for the Pokemon of the episode. We are going to kick it on over now, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! Your mail's here! Check your inbox! It's time for the mailbag! Mail! 
and welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink known as Green Tauros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. <laughs> I like. I like that they're just super original now and just yeah. like completely different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and so as always, we'll give the Green Tauros badge to anybody we deem worthy, um, giving emails or yeah, as a good emailer of sorts. So uh, we'll jump into it. Last week, uh, for those of you who are new to the show, this is a segment where we read fan emails who uh, respond to a prompt or just send us an email that week. So uh, this week, our prompt was, uh, what features do you want to see returning to Pokemon? So let's jump right on into it. Our first one is from Red7. Or actually, the person who robbed his house. But we'll more on that later. Thatch, it's me, Red7. Oh my god, you have to help me. Someone's broken into my house and they have a gun. I called the cops and they surrounded the house and now the gunman is shouting demands from the window. Oh no, he's coming up the stairs. Oh no, he's kicking in the door. Oh no, he's coming right at me. Help me, Thatch. Scuffle, scuffle, muffled scream. Uh, <laughs> I, I, should I have acted that out? Um, what is this guy doing? Who is this? Thatch, is it? I just broke into this guy's house to steal his stuff when I heard sirens in the distance. He must have phoned for the cops before hopping on his on this laptop of his. Before I could get out of this dumpy house, the cops surrounded the joint. Now I'm going to use this kid as my ticket out of here. Well, Thatch, you look like someone who can make things happen. He is sorely, sorely wrong. Uh, <laughs> I've been trying to negotiate with the coppers, but they're not giving in. Look, here's how it's going to go. Either you deliver the following demands, or this Red 7 guy is going to be Dead 7. You hear me? That's a pretty good one. I like that. <laughs> the, the Red 7 is going to be Dead 7. Um, demand number one. My favorite Pokemon game is Blue Version. I love how easy it was to cheat in that game. Why, I could give myself infinite rare candies and nuggets and sell them to make as much dough as I wanted. As the, center, as the creator of a Pokemon podcast, I'm sure you have some sway in Game Freak, right? No. No. Not true at all. <laughs> I, I want missing no to come back lickety split demand number two i love making life hard for other people it would bring me all the joy in the world to bring back the pc box system in pokemon red blue and yellow what's that you want to switch to another box gotta save the game first oh you can't remember what pokemon you had in a box because they're all nicknamed looks like you gotta pull them out one by one and check them individually Uh oh you're about to catch mewtwo but your box is full looks like you'll have <laughs> you have to let him kill you and come back after switching boxes. I want that old box system brought back right away, or the nerd, or this nerd gets it. <sighs> just, just like the rhetoric of the robber is hilarious. Um, demand number three. One of the features I love loved best about Red, Blue, and Yellow was how easy it was to overwrite a save file. It filled me with glee to nab a kid's Game Boy when they weren't looking, start a new game, and save over their hours of hard work and boxes full of Pokemon. I would place the Game Boy back into a classmate's backpack and watch his little Timmy tool bag fired up. Little Timmy tool bag. That, that is really? a lot of fun to say. <laughs> Filled up his, his game only, loaded up, fired up his game only to see his progress lost. Oh, those were the days. Thatch, I want you to have all those, have those Game Freak guys bring back the ability to save over a game file like in Generation 1. All this new button combination and confirmation messages increases the chances of me getting caught. Oh, shoot. Would you look at the time? I'll be signing off now. You have one hour to confirm these demands have been met, or I'll waste this kid. Smell you later. The robber. <laughs> that one makes me laugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was just too good. I love, I just let, little Timmy Toolbag. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just start saying that whenever I'm referring to like a goody two shoes kid now. Yeah, little Timmy, Timmy Toolbag. Tool 
Just be like, yeah, you know, we're talking about little Timmy to, tool bag over here. <laughs> gonna have to write that down to hold on to it. Yeah, little, little I'm putting that one in my pocket. Uh, uh, Viger, I'll give you this next one from uh, The Real EV. The Real EV. All right. <clears throat> What's up, Thatch and astonishing cohorts that make up the Puckle Podcast? I hope everyone is doing well. So as I was thinking about this week, this week's mailbag question, when I thought, when I had a thought, what mechanic would I like to see come to the game? Here are some examples. Much like Thatch wanting to, wanting Pokeballs, what about having a job in the game? That brought in all kind of. I'm trying to. That would this. that would be that would be too real. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I am not of, in the. I'm not in the Pokemon world to get a job. Okay, well, I'm in. I'm in the Pokemon that, world to get rid of my job. They kind of did that with uh, X and Y in the hotel. They did. They, you can also do it on the beach in Alola. And, you can throw away Alola, the uh, Pukumukus. Yeah, Pukumukus. That would bring in all kinds of mini games. The jobs I think that would be really cool. That would be a really cool way to earn money and and exclusive items. Much like the concept art that was leaked for Sun and Moon of the fire truck and the ambulance. Oh yeah, let's were, let's talk about those that for a minute. Yeah, where, did those go? Those? where did those where did go? Ha- where did those go? Yeah, I did not what? get my Blastoise in the back of a truck. That's all I'm saying. You know, a chancy in the back of an ambulance. Exactly. I didn't get any of that. I where did that go? <laughs> where did it go? I don't know. I think it go? would be a new way to bring life into the game. As for the second really idea, cool. I would like to see Pokemon competitions, but not the way that they used to be. More like what we see in anime racing feats of strength or skill or skills that and this is where i see the nintendo switch hashtag pokemon stadium x comes in think of the ability to take your pokemon port them over to the switch and ev train them with these competitions and or mini games well i actually that would be a really cool mm-hmm. way hmm. to cross to use a cr- cross platform between the 3ds and the switch with pokemon ev training because mm-hmm. you actually have to play like Mario Party style mini games and whatnot, or I'd actually say Mario and Sonic the Olympic Games sort of things, and train them up. That would actually yeah. be really cool. Well, I know this email is getting kind of long, so I'm going to end it here. Hope everyone has a great week, and I hope that I can make it to hashtag Puckle Ten, hashtag No Green Toros Badge. P.S. Has have here a Pokemon a Poke Quiz questions, and then they go on. About how, about, yeah, it's a meme about how Brock can like drive a spaceship. So, yeah. Uh, name all like, the vehicles that Brock, name four of the vehicles that Brock can successfully drive. And there's an entire list that culminates in him driving a, driving a rocket ship. Rocket ship. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Maximus, I'm going to give you the random listener here. Uh, Switching on over. Here we go. Good morning, afternoon, or evening to all you lovely ladies and dashing gents out there today or tonight. I am the random listener and I'll be answering your questions for the week. There's a matter of story time to get out of the way first. (coughs) Oh, God. (laughs) There I was, cutting through vast limbs of neckbeard and trudging through the dense humidity of the crowded local GameStop, searching to the exclusive Nintendo Switch in its natural habitat. On my back, I had the basic supplies 
needed to trap myself a good deal, including large amounts of old gaming materials. As the crowd thinned, I saw the counter. However, the line was moving slower, and 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 inks quickly slipped through the store. As I reached the counter, I realized that no more physical switches were available. The only options were bundles at over $500 in price. My heart sank, and my backpack suddenly felt felt 10 pounds heavier. My search continues to this day, but I have no luck so far. I still hope in my heart. I think the restock's supposed to happen in, like, April. Yeah, because we're on the street. They're done with quantity for the year. I actually heard from GameStop today that they were planning on sometime this weekend or the next one. That's good to know. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> so, let's see. Oh, and with that overdramatization of my recent trip to GameStop, let's get on with the mailbag, shall we? So, this week, you asked me what I'd like to see return in a Pokemon series. Well, to be frank with you, I thought with Nintendo's whole reuse everything ever stick, I thought a lot of fan favorite features would have made a return by now. Guess not. Anyway, first things first. Follower Pokemon. Obviously. Next I say a large post game. And so far this sounds like like a mixture. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. thinking of something, right? It sounds like Heart Gold and Soul Silver right now. Yeah, no, that's what it, that's pretty much right. People want Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver. That's what people want. They, I know a lot of them are just like these are the perfect Pokemon games, and I mean they're not wrong. Uh, they are good games. And they're they're not entirely wrong. The UB Quest line was okay, and I really liked the Looker series in X and Y. Gold and Silver really nailed it. But I doubt we see anything like that ever again, unless the I, switch. Hmm? Yeah, go on. Yeah, say it, say it, say it first. Unless the switch's higher capacity slash power can handle multiple regions. If a, if, if the Game Boy can do something like that, I'm pretty I, sure the Switch can too. I I'm just saying, like they they left like that huge Kanto reference at the end of Sun and Moon. Yeah, I'll be really I will be really disappointed that there is a sequel to Sun and Moon. That does not include some kind of trip to Kanto in it. I feel like that, that that was a missed opportunity in Sun and Moon. Like they they marketed it so well and pretty much revealed everything that was in the game up until that point. And had they just gone and been like, "Hey, at the end you can go to Kanto," not in the like the promotional material, but this is something you discover at the end of the game. I would it would have blown my mind. Ooh, just you imagine know? if you were able to do this like a reverse Gen two. Instead, when you instead of you start off in Gen One, but once you're done, you go over to Gen Two. And you I, I've carry, always, like, I've always wondered that. I've always wondered that. I mean, the problem with going to Kanto is exactly that. Like, say, say in Sun and Moon, you go to Kanto. I, I know I'd be like excited that we got to go to Kanto, but I know a little part of me would be a little disappointed that when I got to the Indigo Plateau, I couldn't cross over into Johto. Because we all know yeah. Johto's there. You could get to it. From, yeah, from well, like, we all know that Johto is, like, there, right, for, if you play Gen 2, and so it's just, like, it's, like, if we, say, Sun and Moon, you go to Kanto, you go do that, it's, like, an extra eight gym leaders, and I would just be, I would be just sorely disappointed, you know? Mm-hmm. I would just be like, oh. Uh, the good news is there weren't any gym leaders this gen, so I don't have to buy another set of gym badges. <laughs> so, that was nice. But continue on. Okay. 
I also really like the Safari Zone. Seeing that return would be nice. I can go on, but this email is already long enough as it is. I'll be running along now, but before I go, I'd like to know more about this whole Pokemon D&D thing y'all keep mentioning. Care to elaborate, or is it too hush-hush? Ooh, uh, so what we keep talking about, it's not super hush-hush. Um, it, the story itself is, but because uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Maximus actually knows a lot of the story because he wrote uh, a fanfic that it, this is based on. Uh, <laughs> and so, but what we're doing is, uh, so this Pokemon D&D thing is, it's essentially what it is. It's Pokemon D&D. Um, it's a story. I've got a few people together to play with it online. I've been playtesting it with some other people as well. Um, it's been a lot of fun so far. So I'm li- really looking forward to it. I'm hoping by April we can get it up on YouTube. That That was my goal this year. My first six months, I had a few, I have a few goals. Uh, one is to get Battlecast done on the regular. Another one is to get this PTU thing going. And the third one is to be a little bit more consistent when I'm streaming. Uh, so I, I think I'm, I'm like, I'm like halfway there on all of those goals right now. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's good to have goals. Yeah. I'm just hoping to get all those done by, you know, the 30th of June, have those goals in line. So yeah, keep looking up. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, that's what it is. Though. I mean, there's not much to it other than that. Uh, we'll see how it, where it goes from there. Um, but that's it from me. Okay. Um, Paul Pilf at no boy, which y'all didn't know. They just catch you on the flip flop backwards <laughs> in reverse. <laughs> the random listener. All right. Uh, so I'm going to grab this next one from Lieutenant Fro. Uh, hello to all. I think I'm a little bit behind on the question, so let me get right to it. My first experience with Pokemon was all the way back in the summer of 99 when a friend let me borrow his Game Boy Color with Pokemon Red and let me start a new game on the cartridge. Needless to say, I was hooked. So for my birthday, I got a Game Boy Color of my own. It looked pink, but it was supposed but it was supposed to be red and Pokemon Red. Also, for Christmas that year, I got Pokemon Yellow and a Game Shark. Can you say Charizard using Hydro Pump? <laughs> As for the changes the Switch will bring to Pokemon, I still will find a way to get rid of the turn-based gameplay, and you'll get to go to all of the regions all of of all the times. Uh, I don't think they're going to get rid of turn-based gameplay. That's like core Pokemon mechanic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one feature I miss is being able to go back to a previous region. That was one of the best parts about Gen 2. Thanks for all you do. Hashtag Puckle10, Lieutenant Fro. Um, next one, typical gravy. I'll let you end the show here with this Viger. Alrighty. Hello, Puckle Cast. Typical gravy here. Looking forward to this week's question. The things I'd like to see again in Pokemon, in no particular order, would be battling more legendaries rather than just getting a code all the time. Don't get me wrong, I like getting the codes, but it would be nice to battle more in the game as well as the codes, though. No, that 100%. I, yeah. I think I think I talked about this like a few months ago with Whimsicott, and we were just talking <laughs> about how it, w- it was so much more fun in Gen 4 when you got like Professor Oak's letter and you had to go catch Shaman, or when you got yeah. the item to go to Dark Rise Island to go catch it on New Moon Island. I liked uh, how Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire did it with Hoopa's rings at certain times. Those aren't like th- those; those are like in-game legendaries. What we're talking about is like the mythicals, right? right? So, so like, they just give us a code to like download, download the unlock yeah, you the encounter. Just, well, well, I or think it'd be really of- cool. Instead of getting getting a code to unlock the Pokemon, you get a code to unlock an item, just like it was before. And then you have to go on this quest with this item to go catch Volcanion or catch yeah. 
Deontay, you know, something like that. I think that would be really cool. That would be and... cool. Give us an item that leads us on a new little like mini adventure to find mm-hmm. this new legendary Pokemon. Exactly. That would be I, nice. I think that is 100% it. Yes. So, number two, battling more gym leaders. I know it's a stretch, but Heart Gold and Soul Silver had it on point with you being able to have more gym leaders even post game. Or just ba- bring back the ability to rebattle gym leaders would be cool too. That's, That's always thing. a good. It's always a good EXP grind sort of thing to be able to rebattle those trainers again, just with yeah. stronger Pokemon and everything. They did that in Gen Four. Like again, Gen Four was just on point, right? Uh, and I, I mean, like this whole thing of like go to another region at the end. I think that's a huge thing that everybody would love. I don't think we're ever gonna get like seven regions in one game. I don't think that's gonna happen. But unless Sun and Moon two do it, I, I could see I could see an extra region in the game, not all of them though. Like one yeah. more, I I could see us being able to go at the end of the at the end of Sun and Moon two or whatever the next game is, uh, going to Kanto Sun, because because Lily's there. It'd be, there it'd be super cool to like go twenty years later to to Kanto, and then yeah. uh, we know Lily went there, so Lily ends up being the champion or something. Uh, yeah. At the end, I think that would be really cool. It would be really cool, or we yeah. just go with her to Kanto when she leaves. Uh, well, no, I don't think we would play the game and do that. I think, I think we go to camp, like you play the game. I think it's like two years after sun and moon happened and one, all those empty lots on every Island turned into gyms. So they're gyms of their own on the islands. Yeah. And then you do the whole Island challenge at the same time as challenging these gyms. And at the end it's like, Hey, you want to go to this other region and do the exact same thing again? Uh, that would make sense. I think that'd be really cool. I I mean, if you, if you look at the, if you look at the Kanto post game and gold and silver as well, it was kind of barren. In my opinion, yeah. I mean, you had you had a few quest-based things, but it pretty much it was just like free roaming, go whichever town you want to go to first, right? Yeah, and you, you you could do that, which was fine. I mean, we just played Kanto a year or two before that. Now I would I think it would be really fun to have some like story-based objectives when you go to Kanto. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, but that, that's just me. That's just yeah. me. Yeah. Just let us rebattle the gym leaders again. They're fun to battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, number three, custom Pokeballs is a must and probably easiest feature to add. I mean, I thought that's what was going to happen in Sun and Moon, oh, but gosh. all we got was the Beast Ball I, and the return I, of like the. I appreciate the return. I re- I read. I appreciate the return of Kurt's Pokeballs, though they are super limited in their capacity. Yeah. Oh, there should have been a way to get more. Is there a way to get more? Uh, you could get them. You could get. I know the. Uh, I believe it was the friend ball, and the, uh, I think it was another ball it, through the global events. They'll give you an extra one, essentially. Yeah. Just an extra one. Yep. Can you get them in on um, global um, global station? Uh, if people trade them to you, yeah. <sighs> oh. But you can't buy them there. I was super disappointed by that. I was really hoping I could just use festival coins to buy them. But nope, I was lied to. But I love those Pokeballs. I think they are just the best looking Pokeballs. I think their their uses are awful, but just the just the, the star design. the art the just design. The fact is just that way you cooler. have a different Pokeball, uh, just have a different Pokeball in general. Well, the, when like they that. started when they started being able to send the Pokemon out, and you could see the Pokeball that it was in, like that was the moment I'm like, okay, we need these back, right? And then yeah. the moment that they started letting you breed the Pokeball onto the onto the children was even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they didn't have have to be female either. Mm-hmm. Oh, especially this gen. Yeah, they made it so much easier. You could do males can pass down the Pokeball now. It's it's fantastic. 
So yeah, keep going though. Right, finish this up. <laughs> All right. Finally, last but not least, four. What Bo said last episode that everyone's thinking. Bring Pokemon, bring back Pokemon that follow you. Now, please try not to be an Ash Hat Thatch. Tell I'm me, just saying tell it's not going to happen. Tell me it wouldn't be cool to have a shiny green Tauros following you around and not being able to have that, have that is just, pl- and not being able, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> tell me it wouldn't be cool to have a shiny green Tauros following you around and not being able to have that is just plain Tauros poop. Or even just make it to where the starters could follow you around. Anyhow, as long as PuckleCon is after July 9th, it Which is. it is. I should be able to make it any other time in July. I'm going to hold Bo to that pizza if I can make it out there. Hashtag Puckle 10. <laughs> also, he said the hashtag Puckle 10, which is the best thing ever. Yes. Get that trending, guys. We need that trending. Get that trend. Actually, actually, I was talking about it over the weekend with uh, – not this weekend, the past weekend with Bo, uh, Beaverla, and Ethan. And apparently, if you're all in like the same location and you're tweeting that hashtag, there's like a local trending that you can do. So we get hashtag Puckle Ten legitimately trending like in Columbus, hmm. Hmm. and I want to do that. I really want to do that. Yeah, the tw- twenty and third people. Do it. Yeah, that definitely be local. Yeah, we just yeah. tweet it like the whole day. It's fine. And I want to ask a question real quick. I know you yeah. just mentioned, uh, well, just mentioning the Green Tauros following. And on back in on um, Soul Silver, on um, Heart Going Soul Silver. The Pokemon that follow you, if it was shiny, did it show on the sprite? No, it was the, uh, no, it was because what it would, you would see was essentially like the sprite you get like in the start menu or in like the team menu. Mm-hmm. You didn't oh, get that, that sprite. It was, it, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Lame. Yeah. They, they don't show up shiny. But, well, that's uh, unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, go with the PS and then we'll, we'll finish up here. Yep. So PS, keep up the great job with all the podcasts. Catch you guys on the flip-flop gravy. Fantastic. So that's it. I actually really like Typical Gravy's email this week. That yeah. is me. Um, so I think he will get the Green Taurus badge this week. So feel free to submit for it. Let me pull up my show notes again because I want to end the show. Uh, first of all, let's remember everybody. Uh, Typical Gravy brought it up. PuckleCon is this year uh, July 21st-ish to July 23rd-ish. If you're still around on the 24th, of course we can hang out. Uh, <laughs> And so uh, check those out. It's Columbus, Ohio. We'll get more details on the website as well as like some hotels that are around the area and stuff like that. I'm very excited though. I, I love PuckleCon. I, I absolutely love getting together and hanging out with you guys and just playing Pokemon because it's this group of people that like really gets me and who I am and what I love to do. Uh, content creation with Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> those are like my two favorite things. We're going to do them all. So you can send that to PucklePodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can send us an email at PucklePodcast at gmail.com to be right on the show next week if you really want to. Uh, our mailbag question will be, uh, what are some uh, what, what are some misconceptions you run into with Pokemon? Or did you even quit playing Pokemon in high school? Something like that because of uh, ridicule. You can send us an email once again at PucklePodcast at gmail.com. It will also be in the show notes. And if you want some more Puckly goodness and to know when we do things, you can check out our Twitter uh, we, we are at Puckle Podcast. You can check out our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Puckle Podcast. Uh, subscribe to our subreddit to talk to more community members, which is at r slash Puckle. You can go ahead and follow us on Tumblr, which is pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. If you haven't already, please check out pucklepodcast.com where we get to hang out. We have a chat box there and it's a blast and it's a lot of fun. 
Uh, review us on iTunes if you haven't already. Uh, that really helps people find us, and I really it warms my heart every time I read an iTunes review. Uh, my heart grows three sizes every time. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to support the show, there are two ways to do it. One, you could buy a shirt or some other awesome uh, item, Puckle-related item, from etsy.com slash shop slash PucklePodcast. Uh, all of these links, of course, are on the website as well, PucklePodcast.com. And you can finally also, if you want to, you can contribute to our Patreon, which has a lot of awesome things. One, a couple uh, exclusive commentary tracks, or just one right now from me and Ethan. Uh, we also have uh, a couple other things down the pipe, as well as free Pokemon. And uh, if you're at the $10 tier, you get like free Puckle swag every three months. Uh, this month, we're gonna, we're gonna, we've got some cool stickers coming to you guys. So definitely do that if you haven't already. Uh, and you're interested. I don't, don't, don't donate to us if you need to eat food. So, <laughs> like, if it's the difference between you eating lunch and donating to Puckle, please eat lunch. Uh, <laughs> please eat lunch. I, I will never, never accept that. Um, also, as just a quick reminder, I, I feel like I haven't said this enough on the show in the, in the recent months. Uh, all of that money goes straight to the podcast. I don't see a dime of it. Uh, Scrawn won't let me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so I I don't see a dime of that. We use all that on the show, uh, whether we're buying microphones with it or buying prizes for giveaways or prizes for tournaments. That is what that goes to. None of it goes to me. So uh, thank you to everybody who does donate. And uh, if you are interested in donating, feel free to as well. Uh, so that is it for Pokemon or Puckle today. <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm just like the Pokemon's over today. Uh, and it's only Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I'm your host, Trainer Thatch. I'm Viger. I'm Mr. Maximus. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.